Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this episode, we're doing mini lemon drop cakes. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host, Marge, and I'm thankful that you're here. Welcome. If this is your first time, I think you'll enjoy it. You'll be inspired with plenty of things that you can infuse. And if you're returning or a longtime listener, I appreciate your support so very much. So before we get into it this week, I'm just going to mention a couple of adventures in thrifting that I had recently, because my husband, if you didn't know, really loves to collect books. He's a big time book collector, going for those vintage books. And it just so happens he really likes to thrift. I have a couple of daughters that also really, actually all my daughters really like to thrift as well. And it can be so satisfying when you find something that you're looking for in a thrift shop and you're like, I only paid a few bucks for this instead of the full price. Of course, it can also mean a lot of time searching through endless racks of crap. So there's that as well. But I'm not a huge thrifter, but I do take advantage when I can because with so many avid thrifters in my family, they want to go often. So it does present itself some opportunities. But recently I picked up a new cookbook that I'm actually kind of looking forward to trying because it's the Chocolate and Coffee Bible. That is right. I just was looking over it right now. And it's a pretty thick book. This thing looks brand new, like nobody ever read it. So it might have been gifted to somebody. And then they're like, when am I ever going to use this and then donated it to the thrift shop. And here it is in my hands. And I think it cost me about two bucks. So the chocolate and coffee Bible, I've flipped through it. And I have put sticky notes on some of the pages of things that I want to try making out of this book. And let's just say there's quite a few of them. It could keep me probably cooking for the rest of this year if I wasn't too worried about all the weight that might put on if I was to make everything that's in that book. There's some delightful stuff. The only thing is some of it looks like it could be a little advanced, but hey, mistakes in the kitchen mean I'm learning something new. So it's will I'm willing to take that chance and you'll probably find some of those recipes on this show as well. So stay tuned. Keep in mind, Thrift shops are a good place to find cookbooks. And as you all know, you can take pretty much any recipe out of a cookbook and probably find a way to infuse it. It doesn't have to be a cannabis cookbook. I have yet to find a real cannabis cookbook in a thrift shop that I can that I can remember. I did find the vegan stoner cookbook in a thrift shop actually more than once. And my daughter also found a copy of it and she gifted me her copy because she wasn't really using it. I will forewarn you. This is not a cannabis cookbook. It's a cute little book and it's got funny little illustrations and some good snacks in it and, and uh, recipes. But the idea of the book is that it's not that the recipes are infused. They are vegan recipes that you might make were you stoned at the time of cooking. So it's a pretty big difference and could be also why I found it in thrift stores a couple of times. So uh, if you can pick it up for a few bucks, then Sure, go ahead, but just know that that what you're getting into, which is not not infused recipes at all. 
But again, like I just said, you can pretty much take anything and infuse it. So that doesn't really matter. In fact, a little while ago, I saw in a thrift shop a whole cookbook on marshmallows. And I almost bought it. And then I changed my mind because my stack of cookbooks does tend to tend to grow. It is growing again. And sometimes I have to start going through those books and decide what to keep and what to get rid of because you end up with so many, you can't use them all. But I digress. That is my story of the day. My thrifting adventures. Don't overlook the book section the next time you're in a thrift shop because you never know what gem you might pick up there. And it might provide some inspiration for yourself in the kitchen and your infusing adventures. Now, speaking of infusing adventures, these uh, mini lemon drop cakes were so good. And I have to give a big shout out to Steve. Steve has been uh, a listener for quite a while now, and he sent me this particular recipe because he enjoyed it so much. And who doesn't love something bright and lemony? I I can't believe actually I've done, this will be recording number 139. And I don't think I've done anything lemony like that besides lemonade lit lemonade. You might want to check out that recipe if you're enjoying some warmer weather than I am right now, although the weather is a little better today. Sorry, as a Canadian, I don't think I could do a whole episode without mentioning the weather at least once. That's just one of our foibles. But in any case, he shared this recipe. And the one thing I really like about it is he mentioned that they infused the glaze in this one. And they were using the glaze on some other things because the glaze, it does make quite a bit. And using the glaze on other things, like I think you mentioned ginger snap cookies, which I thought was an interesting combo. But now that I've actually made the glaze and this recipe, I could see how it would work really well. So this is a great recipe where if you really want to up the potency, you can always infuse the, the cake itself or you can infuse the glaze or you can do both if you really need to up that percentage for yourself or up that potency. So you have options. That's what's so great about this particular one. So I will say when I made mine, and this was actually pretty easy to put together, which is another reason why I like this recipe so much and why I'm sharing it with y'all. But it was pretty easy to put together, but I didn't have mini muffin tins, mini muffin trays. And so what I ended up doing was just making it into one pan. So it wasn't really, in my case, a mini cake. It wasn't individual mini cakes. It was more like a a tray. I called them lemon bars, I guess, when I was making them. It seemed to work out just fine anyway. So I did end up having to cook it for a little bit longer, maybe because I think I added a bit too much butter too, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, it turned out just fine like that. So if you don't have mini muffin tins, don't feel like you have to run out and buy any for this particular recipe, although that's always an option because you never know when to make these might be like, these are the bomb and I'm going to make them again, but not necessarily. You can just put them in like a nine by 13 tray or something to that effect. And essentially this one did take a couple of things I had to go out and buy. And I'm, I'm not talking anything exotic by any means, but these were pretty moist and cakey and delicious. And some of that is because of the sour cream that goes into this recipe as well. So you have to have sour cream on hand or go out and buy some for that. Everything else you're probably going to have lemon juice and lemon zest. Maybe you need to pick up a lemon or something like that at the store. But other than that, everything's pretty straightforward if you're doing any cooking at all. And if you're listening to this show, I think you are. Uh, So what do you need? For the cakes, you just want flour and salt, sugar, baking soda. Those are your dry ingredients you're going to mix together. And then you have your wet ingredients, butter, 
you could probably try doing coconut oil for this one if you wanted. And you can infuse, that's the part where you can infuse. It calls for a half cup of butter. So that's pretty, a pretty good amount. You can always do a ratio as well, if you wish. Sour cream, egg, and then your lemon juice and zest. And then for the glaze, which is what I infused in this particular case, I did the butter. It calls for butter in the glaze as well. So that's what I ended up doing for that. And it was fantastic with the glaze, I will say. So definitely worth doing. And basically you just mix together all your dry ingredients and then you add your wet ingredients. You do have to melt the butter ahead of time. I think for, yes, the hot buttery mixture to the dry ingredients. And then you mix it with an electric mixer if you've got one and you add some of your other wet ingredients and you beat it and then you put it in your pan. And that was it. Now, what I ended up doing when I was making the actual cakes themselves, I kind of eyeballed the amount of butter. And that's why I had to increase the cooking time because it might have been a little bit too much, but it still worked out fine after putting it in for extra time. You just put it in your oven at 325 and then, what was it, 10 to 15 minutes, you'll have something delicious. And of course, that gives you 10 to 15 minutes to make the glaze afterwards. Uh, or during while you're waiting for it to come out of the oven. And that's just basically some powdered sugar, some lemon juice, milk, zest, and butter. And again, that's where you can add your infusion. And if you like this glaze and want to use it on other things, you could always maybe make a bigger batch and then use it for other stuff because that glaze was quite nice. Sugary, but very nice. And the other thing I like about this recipe is that besides they're being like pretty quick to make and delectable and moist and delicious is that you can freeze them. And of course, I think if you're going to freeze them, making them as the actual little bites would be better as opposed to a whole tray, because then you probably should like cut them up and it just makes it more difficult to freeze. But yeah, you can definitely freeze them. The only thing it would suggest is not to, or not to put the glaze on them before you put them in the freezer. So just leave that off. But the glaze comes together in a couple of minutes. So when you want to take them out, you can let them cool at room temperature and then add the glaze afterwards if you wish. So this is a fantastic recipe for, and the one thing I really do like about the glaze as well is you could always, with a glaze, you could always do one infused and one non-infused. If you have people who are like, I just want the lemony goodness and I don't want to get high then that's something you could do with this as well. And that makes it a little more versatile as a recipe. You just have to make sure you label those things because you don't want to miss, uh, you don't want to mess somebody up by accident by being like, oops, I gave you the wrong glaze. So when I was recording this episode, it never actually occurred to me that it would be coming out on St. Patrick's Day. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, happy St. Patrick's Day. I know it's not a, a green recipe or anything to that effect, but it is made with some cannabis and you're ingesting it. So there was some greenery in there somewhere. So I hope you enjoy this one. And if you feel compelled, please share it with somebody else that you think might enjoy it as well, or consider leaving a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcasting listening platform whatever that might be and until next week my friends stay safe and stay high